Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers. Cheers. Hi, everybody. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And welcome to 51 First Dates. Thank you all for being here. And thank you, Justine, for being here. Hello. We have so excited to have. Oh, you do it. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We are both just just hype. Yeah. (laughs) Three ladies on International Women's Day crushing it. Uh, We are so (laughs) excited to have Justine here from Two Black Girls, One Rose, like pretty much the only Bachelor podcast you should be listening to. Uh, You know, thank you for you've been on before, but thank you for coming back. We're so excited. Oh, my gosh. We love recording with you guys. Thank you so much. Natasha is not here. She's taking care of her nephew right now, but. Yes. Oh, well, hi, Natasha. Hi, Natasha. We miss, you. we miss you. We'll see you soon. But we're thrilled to have you. We're obviously going to talk a lot about, not a lot, we're going to talk a moderate, responsible amount about the season of The Bachelor. Yeah. And, you know, we just decided that as a gift to ourselves on International Women's Day, we're not going limit to fi- limit it to five minutes, but I will put the time code in the show notes of when we stop talking about Bachelor so you can skip it if you want. You shouldn't. <laughs> but you can. Um, <laughs> and then we're just going to talk about Justine's 2020 dating journey mm-hmm. and uh, all things dating as mm-hmm. per usual. <laughs> what an original <laughs> show introduction from me. But honestly, you guys have such an awesome concept with this podcast. You can never run out of things to talk about. Yeah, that's like the hope. Just everyone, and this is why I we keep asking everyone for their worst first date stories forever. Because like mm. the the insane fact is that literally everyone we've asked ever has had one. Yes, and I bet they're all different, mm-hmm. completely different. Yes, like yes. night and day. Yes. And I feel like they're they're uh, some of them are hilarious and some of them are like really upsetting and it's I don't know I think it's useful to hear all that stuff because it we talked about this on a recent episode I think it takes the air out of it a little bit makes Mm -hmm. it a little bit less Mm -hmm. scary Mm -hmm. um which you definitely told one last time you were on but do you have any new and updated bad first dates no No pressure no actually I didn't really date that much in 2019 I was like yeah (laughs) <laughs> yes. I I think that's valid. 2019 <laughs> felt just like kind of a I mean every year feels like a crap year, but it was I don't know. I feel like 2020 sounds nice. Have you changed your dating vibe in 2020? Totally. So 2019, I'd say wait, are we doing bachelor or am I doing this now? Or are we just going with the book? Wow, that's a good question. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we'll, we'll start with Let- bachelor. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll edit this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay um or not I feel fine I feel fine about it yeah it's International Women's Day right not not when we release but today when we're recording that's true I know we 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 deep I wanted to get into the deep dive but we'll do that after The Bachelor all right so here we go we're gonna kick it off everyone listening who doesn't want to hear you're incorrect but we will go ahead and put the time code in the show notes when we come back to talk about Justine's dating journey and not about The Bachelor and go (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> who wants to go first? 
I feel like, Justine, you should go first. Um, okay. Yeah. I want to catch – like, I've heard you, but now yeah. I want to catch up in real time about your feelings about this season. Yeah. Um, so for everybody listening, hello, we are two black girls, one rose. I'm one half of the show. Um, we are two black-ass girls who invade the whitest show on earth. This season in particular, you know – I remember our first season was Ari's season recording. And while Ari was not at all anyone's favorite, really, everyone thought The Bachelor would be Peter um, from Rachel's season. So the girls were phenomenal because everybody was going after Peter, who was like the favorite, amazing. This season, I just feel like we knew it wasn't going to be Mike. And so the girls aren't that great. And so now, whenever I watch a season of The Bachelor that's this average, you know what, he's like this nice and normal. I'm like, wow, I'm really looking forward to this Bachelorette. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be a great Bachelorette. And this time I was just watching it like, what am I watching this for? Like, what is going to be the end of this? Um, Natasha said on the show actually that she's never been as tempted to look at spoilers as we were this time because it's like what what's the end of this yes what's gonna happen yeah completely and just for everyone listening we're recording this on sunday the 8th so we Mm -hmm. are one episode behind i think we're threading the needle right now of the two-night finale but even then, and I'm not going to spoil anything here, but I just went ahead and read the Reality Steve spoilers because I was like, I don't care. Like, yeah. I don't care about this being a surprise. I don't really care about any of these people. <laughs> like, yeah. everyone is so boring that it hurts. Yeah. It's painful. They got rid of, like, every girl who I even slightly cared about. <laughs> yes. Yep. Like, yeah. even a little bit. Yeah. I'm like, Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I feel like it's just so, you know, the to Justine's point, this was such a bad set of women. Sorry, that's not very international. I know, me, but like, I know. It sounds it's just bad. such a young or like you know, mm-hmm. honestly, Peter has a lot of problems too. I, I will shit on Peter anytime. But <laughs> I think like to that point, this was not the right age group or t- mm-hmm. like n- they were all influencers. They had to go back and pick a new bachelorette from a very old season, yeah. which is exciting because yep. it's Claire and she's mm-hmm. a grown-ass woman. But it's just, you know, if if even these producers are like, we can't use anyone from this season, it's just not yeah. going to happen. Yeah. I also think that they knew a little bit that Peter was going to be boring. And so they cast a little young and a little extra crazy. Mm. Like, you know, I think they were like – I've said – I think I've said this before, but like they, they just – Peter is not bringing anything to the table. He yeah. is such a potato and he's just there he is and he's just fine. Yeah. But also like I think that it is it continues to make me feel creepy and weird that he self-selected like the youngest babyest babies. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> and I think we know from the hometowns episode that he has no interest in getting married. Like none because your girl Kelsey was over here like listen I'm ready to get married I love you here's my family they're not as dysfunctional as you think 
And he was like, I got to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, he didn't ask anyone for permission. And I feel like that's such a staple of the hometown is asking the dads for permission. He didn't Though, ask any dad's permissions, did he? Uh, no. But I kind of hate the you must ask the dad permission thing Same. generally, like in life and on The Bachelor. I always felt like that was super weird. You're asking multiple dads. It's so disingenuous. Yeah. Like, also, dads don't own daughters. You know, I could go yeah, on. Yeah. Yes. But many layers. Many layers, you know, many feelings. But I think the bigger problem is he's. Okay, this is my take on Pilot Pete. He he wants to be famous. I just heard he yes. goes to Hillsong, the church Justin Bieber goes to. <laughs> Funny it's, story, real quick. Yeah. Natasha actually went to the original Hillsong in Australia. She lived in Australia for <gasps> multiple years. Yes. And the original Hillsong, because Hillsong is ch- church is like a chain. Right. And <laughs> he went to the original one in Australia and loved it. And she and I went to the one in New York which I love the one in New York. I've seen Justin there before. I've seen oh Haley there before. Um, I haven't seen any other celebrities there. Um, but the one in LA, LA has more like fun mega churches. So I don't really know why. I, like I really like Mosaic Church in LA. That um, I have heard of and seen yeah. and seems like yeah. a cool vibe. Yeah, yeah. However, Pilot Pete, Wants to be famous so bad. I truly felt like on the soap opera date episode, he was trying to act and like get noticed by an nope. agent. Mm-hmm. I This is my weird theory. He just – he wants it. He is still in a full fuckboy phase. Um, I, I don't know. I actually think he really seems to love Maddie. But oh, I yeah. just – he is not ready. He's not ready. Neither are these girls. What are they doing? No. He's not ready for Maddie who's 23. Isn't that something? That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And also, why are you trying to be famous? I Your only personality trait is that you love your job so much. The yeah. only thing distinguishable about you is that you're a pilot and you're obsessed with it. Yeah. So why are you trying to be famous? Yeah. I don't get it. You don't have it. Like- Literally, like, the one thing that we're all looking forward to is who your mom is talking about. L-O-L. Not even you. Your mom stole yes. for a whole season. Yeah. Also, Justine, can you please tell us your thoughts on Peter's mom and their relationship? Um, I love Peter's mom. I think she's a warm cup of hot chocolate and marshmallows and soup <laughs> and grilled cheese. Um, and I think she's very, very cute. The one thing I will say, though, I did look on her Instagram the other day and I saw that she posted the picture of him like shirtless doing the ghost commercial. Oh, yeah. I was like, that's a little weird. <laughs> I feel like my mom wouldn't post that about my brother. I don't know. It's a little bit like, um, you know, oh my god, oh my god, this is so embarrassing. Chris Jenner. I had a hard time thinking of Chris Jenner's name, oh, but Chris Jenner at the Playboy no. shoot with Kim, being like, "You're doing amazing, sweetie." Exactly. <laughs> it's a little exactly. bad. Yeah, I I feel like sometimes I walk the line on Peter's mom, and if it's like too much, like you know, like I. I think she's a doll, but I'm yeah. also like, I don't know if I could date somebody who had a relationship like that with their mom. Or whose mom had a relationship like that with them. Yeah. 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 And he just wants to be his parents so badly, and it's, like, really weird to me. I know, which is why it was shocking to me, because aren't they, like, wasn't she a flight attendant and her his dad was a pilot yep. or something? Mm-hmm. He sent all those flight attendants away at the beginning. I know, I know. Like, crushed those producer oh, dreams. Oh, Yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't put all that together. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad we all have the same feelings, which is like, okay, great. 
Justine, how do you feel about Claire being the bachelorette? Oh, yes. I know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I am so excited for the guys. So excited for who's going to be on her season. Um, I'm so excited for Claire. Natasha has watched longer than me. Um, and she told me that she's been on two seasons of Paradise. I did not know that. I didn't I have, actually know either. Yeah. I've only seen her on Winter Games and The Bachelor. I saw her iconic, like cursing Juan Pablo out. But um, I didn't know she was on two seasons of Paradise. So she's been at this for a while, which means she is going to be messy. So I am <laughs> very excited for this. Yes. I also hope she's like, because she's done it so many times, she's mm-hmm. just decisive as fuck and just sending people like, nope, yep. like knows what she wants. Also just because she's a mature lady, but just mm-hmm. like, nope. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because the indecision of Peter, like – indecision even though he just picked the one he like felt most physically attracted to or picks the yeah. ones anyway yeah, yeah the yeah. feigned like oh i've thought about this a while is just i can't watch any more of it and i will quit <laughs> i threaten every season but. <laughs> yeah the threatening to quit is a, a, a mainstay of of my bachelor experience also but yeah I'm excited about Claire it's funny because I watched the second season of Paradise that's where I started Paradise and I don't really remember her being on it but someone I work with was was saying like oh they made her seem really nuts on the second season of Paradise (laughs) and I only remember her from because I didn't watch one Pablo season but I only remember her from Winter Games where I thought she was like cool as hell like I just really liked her I thought her vibes were good I thought she seemed normal and like like, I always enjoy a lead who I feel like there is a small chance I could be friends with in the real world. Mm, yeah. And that's always the people on the show. Even Kelly, who, like, whatever, is a controversial yes. figure. But I'm like, yes. I could hang out with you. Love Kelly. Yeah. We could, I love Kelly. We could sit at a bar and drink drinks and talk shit. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> And I feel like Claire has a li- seems uh, several clicks more real than um, or more like a human than recent leads. Too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Especially I know when Hannah came on, we were like, oh my God. Blah, blah, blah. And then she ended up being definitely one of our favorites. So yeah. yeah. That, 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 her turnaround was impressive. And, yeah. It's still was. impressive to me. And totally. her money is long too still. Uh, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's one life path. Yeah. She's doing know. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also. Okay. How do you feel Justine about the stacked layout we have coming up of Bachelorette? Winter, no, Summer Games, games. Paradise. Yep. Summer Games, Paradise, Voice of the Nation. What is it called? Oh, I can't. Whatever it's called. That's the one. I don't know if you guys are going to recap it, but. No. Oh, no. (laughs) Okay, good. That's the (laughs) right choice. I'm like, ugh, that looks bad. No. You're not going to watch it at all. No, we're not going to watch it. Yeah. It's like a proposal. Like, it was, like, dumb. Yeah. Um, And then there's also another one, The Bachelor for Seniors. Oh yeah. yeah. Pumped about that. Yeah. I'm into Which that. I am excited about. Mm-hmm. I'm real also really enjoying all the tweets and memes about like how Claire is the bachelor for seniors. Yes. <laughs> She's 38. Everyone. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of content and just always, and we said this on the show before, the fact that they're doing a bachelor for seniors before they had Mike as the bachelor is like completely insane. <laughs> it is insane. It Truly is insane. there is a and we, you know, you guys have spoken about it more eloquently than we have. But the, just the huge, like, glaring 
problem and lack of diversity on this show. And they're mm-hmm. they're every time they try to they think they're approaching it in a re- the right way. Like I don't know, I don't know. My I felt like a little weird about the women tell all and having yep. Rachel yet again take on everything. Yep. Like it just it feels like. I don't know. Instead of having these awful trolls, like not on the show, but like it felt like they were putting all of the onus to deal with this really difficult thing on Rachel Lindsay, who's carried yeah. that so much of this conversation for yeah. the mm-hmm. whole franchise. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That was my thought, though. Yeah, same, same here. <laughs> um, but it's just a lot of content, and our summers are already bogged down. Um, summer uh, Bachelor in Paradise because it's two nights. Um, so we're already like overloaded. So we'll see how summer games goes. I think we're just going to have no break until October, pretty much. We just yeah. podcast every week until then. So we'll see. Sel- selfishly, I'm excited. I know. <laughs> but that does sound like a lot for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you're going to throw in Love is Blind. And oh, yeah. we're doing Love is Blind. We oh, are. Oh, my God. So excited. Natasha loves this show. I watched the first three episodes last night. That show is a mess. It is so <laughs> goddamn crazy. Yeah. It is so 2020. Like, in so many ways, we are just like, what is TV? What, like, yeah. what are we all doing? How? Why? But I, I tore through it yeah. in a way that was twisted and sick. <laughs> and everybody's talking about it. I'm really excited about it. Yeah. Um, So we're doing Love is Blind. We're also introducing a new tier um, to our Patreon. So we're going to be doing 30-minute episodes of just Natasha and I talking um, about different topics. We have asked our patrons what they want us to talk about. We're going to be talking about some of those things that are just outside of the Bachelor realm. So we're really excited to introduce some new content to the podcast this year, too. That's so exciting. Very exciting. I'm excited um cool well i'm gonna i'm gonna have brought every i'm gonna put the time code right before you started talking about that to bring everyone back in so if you just randomly drop back in um we are talking about the next stuff that's up on the on the docket for two black girls one rose which is some expansion outside of the bachelor world Mm -hmm. um cool well should we do it i think we should we should do it now yeah, I get to it. be nosy. <laughs> <laughs> so Justine, in your, you know, bachelorette life, how is how is 2020? Like just give us everything you want to share. We we yeah. will we would love to hear. Okay. So I'll start with how 2020 is going with how 2019 is going or went. Mm-hmm. Um 2019 was probably the worst year for dating I've had in a long time. Um, I started off with my first date being absolutely horrific and I literally just stayed for the story. Like I went for the story. I stayed for the story. It was really, really bad. Um, and I dated somebody who then tried to pretty much like gaslight me at the very end of the year. Um, I was in connection with an ex who still has feelings and, just like lingering and hanging on to things that were really unnecessary. Um, I also pretty much gave up on dealing with love at all as a possibility um, and just worked. 
And it ended up being the craziest social experiment that I've done on myself. Like I just worked and worked and worked and worked and worked. Um, I do the podcast, I have a nine to five job. And I was really laying the foundation for myself financially for 2019. But it got to the point where I was at Hillsong one week and they do like two minutes where you talk to your neighbor. And I was talking to someone and I was having a really hard talking to someone. And it was just like this nice mom who was there with her husband. And I was having a hard time speaking to her. And that was just because I was entrenched in myself and working so much. So 2020 is definitely going to be the year where I'm doing the opposite. My year of 2020, the year, um, I'm sorry, the um, word for my year is change. Mm. Everything's got to change and everything has changed. I have um, changed my hair up a lot. I moved into a new one bedroom apartment, which is like, woof, this is a lot. Um, that's so adult. Like, I know. Not, sorry, that sounds. That's because I, you know, still have a roommate. I'm like, yeah. 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 Guys, if you don't live in New York, like a one bedroom apartment is like that's that's it. You made it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I have that going. Um. I'm just like changing a lot about my surroundings, about how I operate, how I focusing on myself in the way that I look, the way that I view love, the way that I view men is changing. Um, so yeah, everything's got to change for 2020. So I'm excited. That's exciting. And I feel like change is a lot of what we talk about or our listeners in our secret Facebook group talk about in terms of dating, whether it's you know the idea that started this podcast of me trying to change my view on dating by going on a bunch and realizing it wasn't about like me being unlovable or or the opposite sometimes it's about taking a break or just like getting into work what has helped you kind of make that change from 2019 to 2020 in terms of resetting I don't know yeah um fair P. Yes. <laughs> we are. I feel like we need some kind of like shock jock like sound effect every time we mention therapy. You guys need the air horn. No, 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 no. Yeah. Um, therapy was a big one. I remember going to my therapist so sure that love was just like not for me because heartbreak is the worst. I was like, this, loneliness can't be worse than heartbreak. This is just ridiculous. And she was like, well, you can be on your hill all by yourself alone and allegedly right, or you can go out and actually experience people and do better at your job and be better at your life and experience new things. So you pick which one. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, God damn. <laughs> She's iconic. She's the best. <laughs> um. So just going through the motions with her and also (laughs) for in comparing the one guy that I was like actively dating in 2019 to the, my ex and how I viewed love and how men express love to me, the ex was very um, persistent. And then this other guy was kind of like absentee. He was kind of a narcissist Um, and switching my view into like, okay, this guy, the ex, loves me. This other guy just wants me when he wants me, instead of me thinking the opposite. Um, so therapy has to be probably the big one um, that I went through, yeah. No, we love that. I feel like we love being right. No, but just we're always <laughs> like – I'm like, I feel like therapy changed things 
for me. I mean, even specifically around dating. My therapist is one who was like, you should go on like 100 dates. Just like – or just get out there more. Uh, but yeah, I think you can't be overstated. Therapy is the game changer. Totally. And every, so many people we talk to have the same feeling, whether it's about yeah. love or whatever in life. Mm-hmm. It's just therapy. I think it's also like – Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Have you guys both been to therapy? Yeah, we both yeah. have the same therapist for a while. We did. <laughs> yeah, by accident. Yeah, by accident. Yeah. and that actually, be- like, this was years ago, but we became closer friends because of mm. that. I think once we figured out yeah. we had the same therapist. Yes, we met in an acting <laughs> class. It is. And then it is our the acting most teacher referred us. It's insane. It is an embarrassing thing. The same thing. acting teacher referred us both to the same therapist, okay. and we like knew each other but didn't know that, and then we made a web series about it, and now we're podcasting because our therapist told Kimmy to go on a bunch of dates, so really, she's the reason we do anything. Yeah, that's it's awesome. got millennial written all over it. It's quite embarrassing, <laughs> but we're doing it. We're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's something, I don't know, something else you said, Justine, that hit home for me was like I feel like something we we are a little bit intense about like go on a date get out there date 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 mm-hmm. but I think that something that I weirdly was similar for me in 2020 just about like how I'm saying this so incorrectly but but basically like the feeling of having so much on you that you don't have any availability like mm-hmm. to yourself mm-hmm. even yeah yep is so overwhelming and i also think it's so important and smart of you and like important globally to recognize what your capacities are and also like when you need to change them or when something's too much like that's something in 2019 that became really clear to me was like i was doing a really bad job not heaping so much stuff on myself that i was like waking up in the middle of the night every night with my mind spinning you know and it's it's like the and I will you know I like am in a relationship but it I realized a big effect it had was disconnecting me from like my friends and my family and the people who I am really close to like I felt very in my own bubble so I feel like it's so smart to be able to recognize like okay this had a place yeah I was building all these things up and now I need to like be a human yeah and like connect with people yeah it's hard to the balance is hard I feel like for sure for sure and I know that Kimmy if you were in this a similar place as I and then you had this podcast where you're talking about love for 365 days out of the year (laughs) like crazy it was so awful yeah yeah. And and you're watching this content that's like shiny glossy fairy tale yeah Yeah. (laughs) because there's also yeah and you were talking about kind of the content version of love and we were talking about Mm -hmm. dating thinking of it more I didn't I don't think we thought we were going to be like as pure like going on dates can be good as it as we are now I think we were more like we're gonna have worst date stories and like do the thing everyone does Mm -hmm. about dating Mm -hmm. however for you Justine, or for me, like talking about it from either angle while you're struggling with it feels really weird. Also, I always had the feeling of like, why am I making this such a focal point? That feels like anti-feminist or Mm anti-independent that I'm, Mm -hmm. but like, it's okay to want love or partnership. You don't, you know, you can want that and have it not be the only, the whole thing. Um, But yeah, always a weird, it's the whole, uh, I mean, I guess kind of to our point about all these reality shows I feel like everyone's looking so hard to make the connection happen, which is ultimately like what I 
sometimes have felt I was doing, mm-hmm. especially with this podcast. Yeah. Um, when really, if you're if you've got everything else in line in your life or you're focused on other things, it's the same. Like when you're not looking for it, it will happen. Sometimes that's true. Or you'll just be more ready to like actually let it happen. Right. Yeah. I I do feel like this new apartment is going to change so many things because I can go back to a space that I've curated that is my own that I can always build off of. Mm -hmm. Um, And I did take a vacation in November for my 30th birthday alone. I went to Aruba. Whoa. Power. Amazing. So we were just talking. We had Shani Silver on. She has an amazing podcast called A Single Serving Podcast. She was like, I don't even believe in worst state stories, but I'll tell you the first time I traveled alone story. Mm -hmm. And it was like, it really inspired both of us. So I want to hear more about this. Yeah, so this is actually my second travel alone story. My first one, I went to Woodstock, New York, which was the worst. Woo! <laughs> the worst. Those people were so aggressively racist. I was like, really? Oh. like I've, ne- I've never been to Woodstock, but like, of course, like yeah. Woodstock, woo. And that, I'm sorry that that was the case. It was crazy. And I, <laughs> I said it on the podcast and some of our patrons are from that area. And they were like, oh yeah, they're definitely racist here. Why'd you even come? And I was like, what? <laughs> because it's 2020. Like, come on. Because yeah, we wanted to do yoga in the woods. Um, <gasps> but so that was terrible. But I was like, you know what? If I go to an island and go to an all-inclusive, I'll be fine. I know I'll be fine. And I went and it was so life-changing because I knew how much fun I could have alone. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. having someone or not having someone wasn't, isn't going to be as devastating because I'm not relying on them to go to Aruba. I'm not relying on them to go to the Cayman Islands. I'm not relying on them to go to Greece. I can go to those places by myself and be fine. I can go there with some eggplant and have a great time. Oh, amazing. Yeah, it's funny because it's like, I feel like I have always been afraid of traveling alone. And then the couple times I've done it, I have felt like the... And I, I told, like, I had a very weird travel alone experience that I told on the episode of Shady Silver, and I'm not going to bore everyone again with it. But it was, like, kind of a depressing... It was a trip that, like, turned a little sad because of, like, some other shit. Okay. But um, even then, like, the feeling of power you have... From just being like, I have total like freedom. Yeah. I can do whatever I want. I don't have to make anyone happy. I can eat whatever I want. Mm-hmm. I can like every minute I get to make every choice for myself. It's that is like you I feel like a goddamn eagle or something. <laughs> yes. And it's true. I mean, I, I have not been a good travel alone person I've done it briefly in times like when I between meeting friends like in traveling so never I I really want to take myself on a solo trip even being in a relationship which I brought up to my partner and he was like well it would just make me a little sad and I was like but I'm independent (laughs) he was he was like okay you could do it but like I was like yeah all of this is to say you know the trip is a great analogy for because I was just single for the majority of my life Mm -hmm. There, I, I forget the sweet this the best part about being single is that you're making all of your decisions for yourself about yeah. even just what I, I don't know and I feel very much like I'm in a 50 50 if anything it's like I make more of the decisions in my relationship now and I'm very grateful for that um mm-hmm. but I 
I just miss sometimes that total independence. It's easier for me, some people are the opposite, to just be thinking about what I want and not always what two people want, which is like kind of embarrassing to admit, but it's true. No, if you've been single too for a long time, that's just what you're like accustomed to. Yeah. Yeah. It's a minute to adjust. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, guys, let's take a really, really quick ad break and then we're going to come back and maybe talk about some dates or anything. Yeah. 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 Okay. And we are back. All right. Let's do some more, um, me being nosy about your dating life. (laughs) No. Are there any like dates, you know, good, bad, interesting, just like even feelings you're having about the kind of first dates you like going on that have come to you in 2020? Um, not yet. I really have been like setting myself up for total independence for 2020. So far, Mm -hmm. I, by the end of this month, want to get on some sort of app and like do something with that. Um, and because you were kind of anti app, right? Yeah, I remember like what the first time we had um, you and Natasha on, you were like, no apps I meet people in the wild yep. and we were all like god that's cool you know and it yeah. is cool but also it's like we're all we're also all busy you know yeah, yeah, yeah. we're all busy it's much slower to meet people in real life and that makes you also rely on those in-person connections a little bit too much I feel like mm-hmm. I was relying on them a little bit too heavily um so I want to get on at least one of them or just one of them actually um and then since I'm in a new um area (laughs) I want to go out and do the things that I would normally do and just see what happens and I usually challenge myself to go out with no headphones go out and read um and that makes people definitely feel like you're more approachable um I work on my energy a lot to make sure that my energy is positive my energy was super super don't talk to me uh last year um so i'm really excited to get into like a more welcoming loving energy for myself um and i think that's it i haven't gone on any dates yet so we'll see yeah i i feel like the book thing is really smart and i've never thought of that because i tend to if i'm at a bar alone or if i'm waiting for someone something somewhere or even if i'm like in a park i tend to be very like I think energetically closed off and also a little like phone centric. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's true. Like a book is a way more approachable thing. Mm -hmm. If even to like have an automatic conversational in, I'm like, Oh, what are you reading? You know, it's yeah, that's a good idea. And then, so is your location of choice, like at a bar with a book, is that like sit at the bar? I'm just thinking we're always, like pulling teeth to figure out how we make more meeting in the wild happen. On this oh podcast. yeah. Um, I, and I usually meet in the wild. I think I told you guys this last time. I just have my tits out and <laughs> titties are out. Somebody's going to come up to you. Yep. Someone will, whether it's in the dark, whether you're reading a book, whether you have your headphones on really. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that too, I'm working on like my wardrobe, like wearing more red, wearing more pink, wearing more color. Um, Mm. and also, yeah, I would say a bar. I really love a farmer's market. Ooh, yeah. I love a grocery store meeting. I love a, uh, Starbucks meeting. That's, see, I, yeah, I must 
have never given off positive energy because this is like my dream, like me as a goddess would get approached in these places, but I've never been approached at a grocery store. So yeah. it is, yeah, it is definitely the vibe you give off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, interesting to think about making those external changes too, just like color and headphones and like tangible things. Like that's truly something I've never thought about. I've thought a lot about like, I think I also can sometimes seem off-putting to everyone except people in their 60s. People in their 60s love to talk to me, not like men and women. I swear to God. Like, yeah, Jeff will always be like, how did you get into that conversation? I'll be like, I I don't know. Like at airports, it's like someone will all get somebody's life story. I don't hate it. It's just it's like only people in their 60s, not younger or older. But um, but I think that like. It's a very, uh, yeah, thinking about the energy you put off in public, I think, is really smart. Do you ever make the approach? Like, will you ever talk to somebody first? No, but I'll make the eyes first, for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep, yep. And uh, our problematic fave, Patty Stanger, um, I remember she would (laughs) say to stare at someone for five seconds, which is so long. Like I remember when Natasha and I were both single and we timed it and we were like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I feel like I would, I would be, I would like lose that game of chicken. I think (laughs) I could stare at someone for like about a second and a half. Sorry, sorry. And the second and a half would honestly feel quite long because usually I just look at someone and catch their eye and I go, oh my gosh, like they saw me looking, you know, it's usually 0.5 seconds, I would, I would guess. Yeah. It's interesting too, because I feel like it's, uh, you know, obviously we're all, we're, A, if you, if you live in the New York area, there's, I think there's more of a like blinders on, don't talk to me, like mm-hmm. we're all going somewhere where it's a very like closed off energetically place. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when I leave, it freaks me out how open people yes. are in other places yes. and then usually it ends up being really lovely like mm-hmm. by the end of a trip I'll be like oh like all those people were nice to me mm-hmm. and I had some nice conversations with like random people at you know at the checkout counter or here or whatever mm-hmm. but it's it's such an easy habit to snap into to just be like fuck off fuck off like <laughs> I'm going to work you know <laughs> <laughs> eyes down the earphones in yep I'm going to growl if you talk to me. Yeah. Yeah, that de- that moving to LA, that difference was real. And at first it was like, why the fuck is the coffee line taking so long? Because of all the chit-chat that's happening up there. Like, come on. But yeah. I don't know. It's also just a difference. I went to school in Chicago and I grew up in a kind of like, I swear this exists, rural area in Connecticut, in like far eastern oh, Connecticut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was nice. It was like a nice place people were nice etc but like when i went to chicago i was shocked because i remember my first day there alone i went and i got a bagel at this place and i and i got up to the counter and the woman was like how are you and i was like um i'm good i'm gonna have and she's like how, how are you i was like oh you, you want me to answer um i'm i'm good i'm great how are you like it was like a weird it's just it is like Especially, yeah, there is something very East Coasty about the mm-hmm. shutting downiness. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would like to be better about that. Yes, and when you are, it people come running. You know yeah. what I mean? When you are more friendly, even if you're not the first person to um, put it out there, which I have to be better at. Mm-hmm. That is one thing I gotta do better. It's 2020. 
I can make the first move if I want to. Yeah, it's so hard though. I, it's really hard, especially in the wild. I, yeah. I got yeah. myself. It's much easier to send a message on an app, but it's yeah. really hard in the wild. Yeah. The other thing about the apps will. Oh, I'm sorry. Give me. No, I no because I was going to just briefly mention. So Justine, I've been in this kind of like end of my grad program class about the science of happiness and like the research Ooh. behind happiness and life design. I think it's kind of designed to help us think about our jobs going forward, not just in terms of like what's that salary, etc. However, mm. there is a ton of research and there's a ton of research that this very cool professor was sharing with us about how you engage with strangers, even not in a flirtatious way. Like, mm-hmm. and all the New Yorkers in the class, we were raising our hands like, no, if someone talked to me on the subway, I'd be in a terrible mood. And all the research, even in, you know, settings like that where people are commuting, you even if you think you'll be in a worse mood because someone talks to you, if you actually engage back and just have a little – back and mm-hmm. forth conversation, like the social interaction is proven to make people happier. So yes. that's interesting. And I, I totally, again, was one of the New York dwellers in the room who was like, no, if someone bothered me on the subway, I, I'm always in a worse mood. But like yeah. if you actually just engage a little bit more rather than shutting it out. Mm-hmm. And I just – I feel like that could carry into just like interactions at a bar. Yeah. Wherever. Yeah. yeah. Even if you just practice with the bartender, I think yeah. that's always a good practice. If you go out to a bar and you're like, oh, I don't know, I don't know, because you can't just shift and be like, I'm just going to read Little Women at the bar and then I'll talk to everyone. Like, that's, not <laughs> that's not how that works. So you could go and the bartender's job is to be friendly to you. Mm-hmm. So you could just go and make it easy like that for yourself um, if you want to try it out. That's yeah. a really good idea. Mm-hmm. I think also it's so – do you know how sometimes you have a random interaction with someone who like – chats with you and it kind of makes your day yes like and it usually for me it's always when they don't say anything about my appearance it's not when they're telling me to smile mm-hmm. it's not when they're Ooh. telling me I look nice today it's when someone's like you know you're getting coffee and the guy's like how's your day it's a good day what's up what are you listening to on your headphones and you're like uh, it is a good day I'm listening to a podcast about murder what are you doing like, you know whatever it is um and it's it's like I feel like it's it really does like increase your mood and like I've been trying in small ways to do that for, to people around me like when mm-hmm. I see someone I'll try to be like isn't this funny like there's something you know like yeah. try to make a random connection with a stranger that's yeah. not like a like hey how are you hey how you doing like mm-hmm. creepy what I mean not that I'm a subway creeper but whatever um i just feel like a lot of those are often interactions where like men are telling women they look nice they should yeah um but it's it really yeah there really is like something to it Mm -hmm. but um i was also thinking that i feel like for kimmy and i wonder if this is gonna happen for you justine you're gonna have to come back so we can check in on this but i think that like the dating app i'm really curious about what your experience is going to be like on the apps because you've never been on the apps before right Mm -mm. okay because i feel like it made kimmy the like sheer exposure, like um, what's it called? Like being thrown in the deep end of the apps mm-hmm. made Kimmy really bold about asking people on dates, mm. and I feel like it kind of transferred to the wild a little bit. Like the boldness on the app, you know? Yeah, I guess I hate the apps. There's tons of trash that happens on the apps, mm-hmm. but I did feel like, and again, the podcast was part of this, but I was genuinely trying to like get people to just meet me on a date because I don't want to go back and forth and talk to a stranger on it. I don't want the pen pal thing, you know. Yeah. So in doing that, I had to get over this fear that's ingrained in me and like I had never – I think I had never 
like made the first move on someone in any way, shape, or form, not even on an app before we did this podcast. I had been on the apps very infrequently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had never given someone a kiss first, like other than if we were dating. Like it was really – I never I had all these ingrained – Things like I won't do the first make the first move because it looks desperate or super yeah. dumb sex in the city era like what oh, yeah yeah mm-hmm. and I think that the apps were just a really low stakes way to put myself out there more and then I would be more willing to do so in the real world too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. though I still have never asked someone out in the real world no <laughs> neither have I that's, that's okay. so scary. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Um, Justine, do you know which app you're thinking about starting with you and know, or why? Everybody loves the Hinge. Everybody seems to love Hinge. I hear a lot of really wretched Bumble stories. Yep. Um. So, uh, and Natasha met her boyfriend on Hinge. I, I just know a lot of people who've had success with it. So. Yeah. Oops. It feels like the app that, yeah, go that everyone has the most success on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I always I didn't meet my boyfriend on Hinge. However, we met on the League of Very Embarrassing. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> this was uh, again. This was like kind of a while ago now. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm embarrassed that I don't. Um, okay, not whatever. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. However, Hinge then like after we had already met each other and we're hanging mm-hmm. out, they match you or they did match you with one person, like. They send you both an email once a week. Like, we think oh, you guys okay. would be a good fit. And they sent us both the email about each other. And we were like, oh, they're kind of right. Good algorithm oh. or something. Like, yeah. we already knew each other. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So I that's my thing. And, and I would say the majority of my dates for this podcast were from Hinge as well. Because okay. I think the answering questions, it just feels like there's an effort required. So people are on there dating – they, you just have to be like a certain level of mature or looking for something serious or just respectful to be yeah. on there because it takes a little effort, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's not just swiping photos. Yeah. 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 That feels like I could do that in real life. Yeah. Yeah. Photos, like. Yeah. Do you have thoughts on your profile game? Are you going to go Oof. sarcastic, genuine? Oh, definitely genuine. Okay. Yeah, definitely genuine. I am also in a place where, like, last year, because I was focusing on work so much, I gained a lot of weight in a short amount of time. And I want to be, like, very open about that. (laughs) Like, when I'm out, even when I was out to dinner two nights ago, like, hearing guys talk about how they talk about girls online, I'm like, nah, I need to be, like, full on. Like, just, this is me. If you want it, swipe, I don't know, right? If you don't, swipe left. Like, I'm just too mature in the place that I'm at to not just fully be myself. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's always the right approach. Like, but I, it was so hard for me not to put like, oh, me when I was younger photos. Like, yeah. It's so, it's so hard because it feels vulnerable to just be like, here are pictures of me. But again, that's why I like Hinge because then there are all these questions. So, not only are you able to show like what you look like, but then also (laughs) who you are by, you know, whatever your vibe is in terms of the questions you answer. And then you're also able to gather that from the people you are looking at. Cause a lot of dudes love sunglasses pictures and like, Oh, 
just are misguided. Like you shouldn't have sunglasses on your – sorry, they love to put those up of themselves. Like, And it's like you can't have sunglasses <laughs> in every photo because I can't see your eyes. I'm like, face. what? No. Uh-uh. But maybe yeah. they're just, you know, it's the first time on an app. And so at least with Hinge, you've got those like questions. You can get a vibe for what people are like. Really cool. I definitely need a picture with a dog. I feel like <laughs> a picture with a dog is always successful. A picture yep. with like a cake, a picture mm-hmm. in some sort of celebratory moment. Yep. Always successful as well. You're welcome to borrow my dog. Oh, <laughs> if yes. you need a stand-in dog. <laughs> Photo shoot. Um, yeah, I feel like it's funny. I, I always, I have, I've never been on dating apps, but one mm-hmm. of the reasons is that I was always really, really afraid of people's reactions to my body. And that mm-hmm. is upsetting and scary to admit, but I've been everywhere from like a size four to a size 14 mm-hmm. and uh, unhealthily at both ends, I yeah, think. Right. And, um, have gained and like lost a lot of weight in my life. Mm-hmm. And I, that was always my biggest fear was mm-hmm. like, it's hard for me I was always worried about advertising this correctly and I didn't have it's taken a lot of therapy and I'm still not that confident I still have some like eating struggles and stuff like that whatever but I I think that now as a 31 year old if I were going to be on the apps I I feel similarly where I would want to just be like bikini picture yes I mean not fully that but just like here you go like it's (laughs) this is it like and I remember it's... telling my therapist as well as another defense mechanism of like, okay, I was heartbroken. I don't want to do that again. Also, I don't look the way I want to look. So I don't want to do that. And she was like, people date of all shapes and sizes. So you made that up. <laughs> you made up that you're too fat to go out and date someone. That yep. is not right, real. Yeah. But it's such a thing we tell ourselves. Mm-hmm. I, I remember when I've had lots of feelings about like no one's ever going to like me in this body yeah I have to change to be lovable Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um or like when I do when I did change or when I have like lost a ton of weight and been like pretty unhealthily at a weight I like Mm -hmm. because I'm like not eating any not eating a lot or whatever yeah it it that I could start telling myself lies of like oh good things are coming to me now because I'm at this weight when it's like no you just are confident like I just was like not afraid of men and and it since it was right yeah that took a lot of unwinding with the old old therapist (laughs) on the old couch yep destination happy that's yes yeah and I think like to your therapist point Justine Mm -hmm. that's the hardest thing no matter how smart and logic-minded we are to understand it's not you or something about your physical appearance or about like just look around you my therapist said the same thing like look Mm -hmm. at all the couples you see it's not your physical appearance it's not that you're just like you know there's something in you personality wise that's unlovable because my therapist would also be like look at some couples where like there's a horrible person in a relationship like someone who's like a mean person and I'm like I I kind of I have seen that yeah but it's (laughs) so hard especially when I mean hear this from our listeners all the time when you're having bad luck on the apps or just having you know you're heartbroken or it's so hard not to tell yourself that story of like Mm -hmm. it's me but it's not and that's Mm -hmm. what it yeah it's 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 the match or the timing or if it's you it's like where you're at in life and if you're up for it I don't know Mm -hmm. I think to your point about energy it's a lot more evident what our energy is than we maybe realize to other people yeah for sure. Mm-hmm. And that's something that you learn in real life. It's also something you learn podcasting about dating. 
you know, like watching Love is Blind. I'm like, wow, Barnett does not want to get married. No interest in it. None. <laughs> Violet Pete wants to get married more than he does. Like yes. by 50. Yeah. But yet Whatever. they're both on this show talking about this is my wife. That is yeah. no one else's fault but theirs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and even with like some of the baby, baby girls yeah. on The Bachelor this season, like you can see how a slight energetic difference is, is the difference between Madison, who we can all have our opinions on her, but I think she is pretty confident mm-hmm. and knows what she wants. Mm-hmm. And, you know... A, a goddamn Victoria F or whatever, who is a, a I mean, a trash can. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't want to talk. <laughs> like, it's like, it, there's other problems there, obviously, but there's like, there's a, uh, that show that we all love so much yeah. is so far removed from reality. But even, even with that removal, like you can see how these like little energetic differences, mm-hmm. like tiny differences shoot out like these huge um different like they to return different rewards very you know yeah i think like seeing if you're watching these shows and you're like why did these people think they have to say they want to get married like they clearly Mm -hmm. don't Mm -hmm. maybe ask yourself the same question like society Mm -hmm. also told us like whatever society the patriarchy someone produced our lives to think we have to get married to be Mm -hmm. And so, like, maybe just that's a good example. Because it's so easy to see when you're like, why do these people think they need to get married? It's okay. Don't rush it. Like, or don't do it at all. But we all have that slight voice, I think, just from, like, again, Disney princesses, whatever you learned it from. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Well, geez, guys. (laughs) Lots of feelings. But also still watching all of these shows. Last night I was like, Oh, I don't have any love is blind. There's no I need you know, someone <laughs> was like, You should watch, you know, Shrill season two, or have you seen this other like legitimate show? And I was like, yes. I need trash. I need trash. Like I just need Yeah. Give so me bad. the content. I want I'm I want The Bachelorette to air on oh, Wednesday. Now. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know. Drag race just started, which is a big thing for me. Oh yeah, I gotta get into drag race. It's I mean, it's nuts, but it's really, really great. Um, but yeah, the 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 gaps between the content is hard, which is oh, God. <laughs> um Anyway, we uh, hope you'll come back on and oh, check in with us. Yeah, yeah. In your dating journey, maybe we can talk about a date. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm really excited to like be out and dating. Even saying that, it makes me so nervous. But you yeah. Know. <laughs> No, but it's you're so, gonna do amazing. Yeah, thank you for just like letting us ask you all these questions because it's oh, yeah. it's just so relatable. Um, mm-hmm. and thank you for coming and doing this again. Oh, really thank you for having me. Well, of you. course, we, we it was our dream. You. I was like, really? Oh, there's still interest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. <laughs> so thank um, you so much. And then, yeah, will you tell, tell everyone, everyone how they can listen to Two Black Girls One Rose if they don't, and just where to find you all? And yes. So we have our podcast exclusively on Patreon. So just go to patreon.com backslash the number two black girls, the number one rose, and you can find us there. Um, It's just $5 a month for our podcast every week. We're going to be putting more content up there. It's just going to be 
all over the place um, for the whole rest of the year. Um, and the finale is this week. So we're going to be doing a lot of stuff on social. Our Instagram is the same, the number two black girls, the number one rose. Um, and we also live tweet. So you can find us at the number two BLK, the number one girls, the number one rose. We will link all of these as well. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's such fun timing because it's, yeah, yeah this will be good. It's the finale and then like seven more shows from this. Yes. Yes. Um, but yeah this was a joy thank you thank so you and really quick you can find us at right. five one first dates pod you can email us at five one first dates pod at gmail.com join our secret facebook group and rate subscribe review yes thank you for when you review it's really really helpful and helps us get you know cool guests on because they're like oh you guys are legit great 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 okay well that's the spiel we love you all justine thank you so much and everybody listening go on a date go on a date if you want